This is TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And the State of the Saints podcast is brought to you by Manscaped.com. Over 2 million men worldwide choose Manscaped for all their below-the-waist needs. For those that love the Lawnmower 3.0, well, I got news for you. The Manscaped engineering team has confirmed that they have successfully created the Lawnmower 4.0. The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the 4000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. The new trimmer even allows you to customize your trim all through additional guards lengths, sizes one through four. And looks wise, it's sleek with a two-tone matte and gloss finish, even features a hot foil stamp, black chrome Manscaped logo. Show your more off loud and proud. Go to manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints, and you will save 20% off of the lawnmower 4.0 as well as other manscaped items that's manscaped.com Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Hope everyone had a great Labor Day. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is the podcast where we talk New Orleans Saints. And uh, on this edition, we're going to be talking about cornerback Desmond Trufant. The New Orleans Saints signed the uh, the veteran, uh, Desmond Trufant. And answering the question are you a little bit more at ease at the cornerback position? We're also going to be talking about Taysom Hill and Sean Payton saying that he would not be the backup quarterback. But of course, I uh, want to say thank you to everybody that is in the comments. Uh, thank you everybody for, uh, for the love and the support. Uh, I want to just, I am proud to say this. Uh, we have some, uh, some sponsors of the state of the saints podcast for the month of September. Uh, first off, we're working uh, again, uh, alongside uh, alongside Cash App. So I want to say thank you to Cash App. And if you want to donate to the State of the Saints podcast by using Cash App, you can use dollar sign State of Saints. And we also have a new sponsor, uh, MyBookie, uh, which I'll talk a little bit later on in the show. MyBookie uh, is kind of similar to that of DraftKings and some of these other, uh, you know, uh, games that you can actually play online in order to win money. But of course, we still are with Manscaped. So thank you to Manscaped, the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast and also the Pigskin Podcast Network. But let's talk about Desmond Trufant. Let's talk about Desmond Trufant. Now, I, I don't want to call myself, uh, uh, pat myself on the back, and I said this, and I'm and I'm really not. 
and I know I keep saying this and some people follow me on social media, but I kind of said the Saints needed to go in this direction. You know, I think they needed to sign a guy like Desmond Trufant. And man, you know, one thing that really bothers me about Saints fans and and look, it, it just, they're, they're so freaking pessimistic. Like they, they down a person before they even see them in an actual uniform. Like they don't even know what these guys can actually bring to the table. Like we look at somebody like Desmond Trufant and people will say, oh man, you know what I'm saying? He washed. People will say, oh man, he can't play. But look at the situation that this dude has, can't, has come from. On like the Atlanta Falcons, like defense sucked. Okay, over the last three years, their defense suck. I mean, Dan Quinn was not the answer. I mean, defensive coordinator, uh, Raheem Morris, that wasn't it. You know what I'm saying? Like, none, none of this stuff was working out for this team. And then he follows that up. I want to say he went to the, the Lions. I mean, come on, man. If that ain't football purgatory, I don't know what is. Hopefully, Dan Campbell can solve the problem. Fine. But all I'm saying is, man, let's wait to, to see what these guys have in a Saints uniform. Like, it's different situations for different teams. Am I saying this dude is about to be – Darrell Reeves 2.0 or Stephon Gilmore? No. But when you have yourself a seasoned veteran, a guy who has over 103 career starts, the game is not big enough for him. And we're not saying that this guy is going to be the starting number two cornerback. He is just going to be a part of the rotation. But it's like every time somebody signs, the same sign such as, no, I don't like it. I don't like it. Then the person end up going out there balling out. And the next thing you know, we on board with it. Why don't we reserve our judgment until we actually see these guys play in the Saints uniform and let's just kind of reserve what we're trying to say and, and just, like, just chill the hell out. Like, seriously, like, you don't know what this is. You don't know how this is going to look. You got people, like, when the Saints sign Jameis Winston as a starter, oh, they're going to fail. Taysom Hill, oh, they're going to fail. I mean, people, like, man, it is just ridiculous, man, the, the, the pessimism the pessimistic attitude from some members of the who nation you had people back in 2019 talking about alvin kamara can't play like you serious dude was hurt so that's like th- this is the type of people that that are, are always negative the ones that say stuff like that but back to desmond trufant this is a seasoned veteran over 100 career starts 14 interceptions we've seen this dude play in atlanta we know that this dude, when he's motivated, he can play pretty doggone good. He can be a part of that rotation. I mean, you got to think about, you got to think about Ken Crawley could be possibly missing some time. You got a young guy in Paulson Ladevo, which I feel like is going to be good. But you have yourself a veteran out there, man, that can help out. And I'm happy that the Saints went this route, that you get yourself a guy that is in free agency, not trying to trade for nobody and and exhausting your funds because you have to take that into account too. You're not going to go out here and get the Jalen Ramsey or Stephon Gilmore with the money that you got, right? You know what I'm saying? If you you only you're not going to go out here and buy a Bentley with Nissan Altima money. You know, like it, it ain't happening, folks. Like put put that in your heads, okay? Put it in your minds, all right? Because some of the the, the armchair GM and I've been seeing. I mean, some of y'all, man, like, I don't know where y'all at. Y'all in outer space. Y'all at planet Pluto or that new planet that they find behind Pluto. 
because I don't know how your mind works if you think that the Saints can sign some of these guys that you're talking about. You talk, you got people talking about giving a second and third round pick for Stephon Gilmore, which Stephon Gilmore's biggest issue with New England is he want extra money. Question. How is it that the New Orleans Saints will be able to pay Stephon Gilmore and all these other guys that they signed? Like, it sounds good, but some of y'all playing Madden with the salary cap off, and now all of a sudden y'all think y'all GMs. Don't make sense at all. You get yourself a veteran, a guy with some experience, a guy with a little bit more tread on his tires, and you go out there, you get yourself some young guys that can, that can mesh with some of those veteran guys, and you go out there and have at it. Some of this armchair GMing, man, my goodness, man, it, 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 it ain't good. No bueno. No good. Okay? Anybody that's talking about giving up second and third round picks for a guy that's about to be on the street after one year, like, they can't run my football team. But I'm happy that the Saints decided to get Desmond Trufant. I think that we're a little bit more comfortable at the cornerback position. Uh, Shouts out to uh, Chris Rashard. I feel like he's going to have those guys motivated to play. And not to mention, if you have Desmond Trufant, this is a guy that's a veteran, and he's seen it all, done it all. He'll probably be able to get some snaps this Sunday against the Green Bay Packers. So I think that this is going to be a good look for the New Orleans Saints, and I think it's going to help them. I'm not saying that the dude going to be Stephon Gilmore. I'm not saying that the guy is going to be uh, leading the league in interceptions. I'm not saying he's going to be Trey White or anybody like that. All I'm saying is you need somebody that's solid on the opposite side that can make some plays need be, and that's what we're looking for. And the news flash to anybody out there right now, regardless if the Saints have somebody on the team or somebody that was out there on the streets, look, all the best cornerbacks that the NFL has to offer is already on somebody's team right now. So get that out of your mind. Like teams don't cut decent, average, or above average cornerbacks going into the season, okay? If you find somebody on the street, sometimes, you know what I'm saying, the Saints, you know, they got themselves a little bit lucky. You found yourself Janora Jenkins when he was having a little bit of a rift with the New York Giants organization, and he wanted out. And you know what I'm saying? Like, he just wanted to leave. They wanted to get rid of him. It was it was mutual. And the Saints signed him, and they got banged for their buck, pretty much. So you're not going to always find situations like that. that. That's all I'm saying. So of all these people out here that just think that you can just find a shutdown, lockdown corner on the street, or you're going to trade – for a lockdown shutdown corner who got one year for a third uh, and a second round pick. Uh, nah, I wouldn't do it. Maybe you'll do it, but I won't. But let me read some of the comments. Thank you all so much for being here. Really do appreciate that. Uh, we're going to start with, let's go ahead and start with Leslie. Leslie says, man, these casuals are nuts. Yeah. I mean, look, you gotta be crazy if you want to give up a second and a third round pick. Uh, for a guy that's going to be on your team for one year. I mean, you're talking about setting your team back. You got second, like, think about this. Second and third round picks mostly be on rookie deals, so they sign about three or four years. So you're going to sign a guy, give him that type of money, and setting your team back about three or four years. Because now you got to go out here and try to find somebody else because you know you can't pay a Stephon Gilmore. Now you got to go out here and find somebody else off the street that probably won't give you that much production because once again good above average or average quarterbacks or i mean cornerbacks rather are not going to be on the street that's just what it is okay they below average 
they're on their way out, those are the ones that are going to be on the street. The ones that are probably going to be giving up some plays and have you uh, pulling your hair out. So once again, that would not be a good idea. So you send your team back three to four years by doing that. Matthew says we were spoiled for uh, way too long. Uh, I don't even. I don't look. Ain't even about being spoiled. I just think that you know it, it clouded our judgment. You know, I Saint, some Saints fans. Look, I'm sorry. I, I just gotta tell it. I gotta call it for what it is. Some Saints fans' uh, judgment is straight up clouded. And it's clouded by, by great quarterback, great, you know what I'm saying, great play from certain positions. And we find ourselves believing that that's just the way that it's always going to be and that's just the way that it is. No, it's not. When the Saints go to the playoffs, you know what I'm saying, four years straight, that's a good football team. That is hard to do. You hear Sean Payton say all the time, it's hard to win in this league. It is hard to win in a National Football League. That is why one of the worst teams can beat the best team on any given Sunday. It is hard to win in this league. But since the Saints have found so much prosperity over the years, now all of a sudden we feel like it's just normal. It is not normal to win consistently like this. You have to have the right nucleus in place in order for you to win these type of games. And people like Drew Brees, people like, you know, like Cam Jordan, like, all of this stuff is like uh, anomalies, man. When you find yourself a defensive end that doesn't miss a game, that is an outlier. When you have a quarterback that can give you consistent quarterback play, rarely ever get hurt, make really good decisions, and a Hall of Famer, like, it is, it is an, uh, it's an outlier. It's, a, it's an anomaly. You're not going to try to always find those things. Teams, no matter how good they are, no matter how successful they've been, when they lose certain people, you have to have the right pieces in place. You have to have the right organization to be able to kind of tread the water, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? When, when the waters get rough, you got to be able to have somebody to be able to tread the waters. And the Saints have this type of organization. But some of you are out here like really feeling like some of the things that you've seen over the last 15 years are what all teams are. You don't think that the Denver Broncos, uh, you know what I'm saying? Before they found Peyton Manning wanted this type of success. What about the Miami Dolphins when uh, Dan Marino left? What about, you know what I'm saying, some of these other teams out here? What about the Browns before Baker Mayfield and Kevin Stefanski came up in that thing? Teams have been looking for this type of stuff. But we've seen it so much that all of a sudden, like, we just think that it's just normal. And now it's just like anything else that is not at what we see consistently, all of a sudden we just think if it's – if a person has has not gotten to that point but has the potential to get there or you know what i'm saying they ain't walking through the door you know what i'm saying and just playing like they 99 on madden then all of a sudden they failures it takes time for guys to develop it takes guys to come into certain systems in order for them to be successful some guys may not pan out in certain systems because it didn't work for them maybe you find yourself a stubborn offensive and defensive coordinator that didn't speak your same language you go to another team that understands what you're trying to do and they utilize your strengths in order to make you better. But, you know, I mean, you, you can't have that, that, you know, you can't have that clouded judgment and that clouded attitude when it comes to evaluating football. Our team is going to uh, be a, a shock beast. Everyone is already underestimating us and I say have at it. 
uh, will show up every game. Uh, John, this didn't this just didn't start this year. You know, I, I, I've seen this over the last couple of years where the New Orleans Saints were supposed to be, you know, the team that doesn't make the playoffs, the team that's supposed to be third or second. I mean, third or last in the division and they end up winning the division. People thought after the Minneapolis miracle, this team was going to fold like a cheap tent. They follow that up by going to the NFC championship game. They thought, oh, the NFC championship game. Oh, they're, they're going to be so they're going to be so torn and upset and frustrated and down. They're not going to be able to bounce back from this. And they come back again and go 13 and three. Then all of a sudden they lose in the Superdome. They're not getting back to the, they're not getting back to the playoffs. Then all of a sudden they make it back to the playoffs. So people have been trying to count out the New Orleans Saints for years. And that whole narrative about, oh, you got Drew Brees. Like, honestly, man, if it was like 2015, I'm with you. 2014, I'm with you. But when it comes to like from 2017 to, to the present, when Drew Brees was quarterbacking, I don't think he was the, star, the straw that stirred the drink at that particular time. He was the guy that still was the leader, but he wasn't the main reason why the Saints were winning all those football games. It was a combination of guys that were motivated and a brotherhood type mentality rallying together in order to win games. The, the Saints have seen nine games without Drew Brees over the last two years, and they still found success. Anybody that's out here saying that the Saints can't find success, anybody that's saying that because Jameis Winston is the quarterback, the Saints can't be a playoff team anymore don't follow the team or they really just feel and believe everything that they hear on some of these national sports shows if you're a saints fan and you watch every saints game and you're telling me that the saints can't win without drew Brees and what you've seen over the last three to four years then i'm, I'm just gonna say you you don't know football you don't know how to watch football you don't know how to analyze football and all those barbershop talks and all those conversations that you're having with your friends through text, you need to stop it. because this is a good football team, regardless to Drew Brees being on this roster or not. They have a solid front office. They got a solid coaching staff and they got solid leadership on all levels of the football, every level, defensive end, linebacker, secondary, you know what I'm saying? Like running back, wide receivers. Like you have all these different guys that can come in. And you, you have some leadership at, at all these roles. Offensive line, one of the best in football. So for everybody that's out here just saying, oh, the Saints just going to fall off. And these are Saints fans, some of y'all. Some of you are Saints fans. If you're saying that, you don't know football. You don't. I don't feel bad about saying that. I ain't stuttering when I'm saying that. You don't know football. Because you watch on nine Sundays, the Saints go out there and play without Drew Brees. And they won eight out of those nine. So if you're still talking about that and you still feel like the sky is falling, well, I'm sorry to tell you, Chicken Little, you don't know football. Saints 01 says, I'm happy for signing, uh, still going to, uh, for, let me see, uh, still going for my Adebo, but I believe uh, we coming to upset the Green Bay Packers. Trufant has uh, interceptions on Rodgers, so there's that. Yeah, you know, like, look, as long as he goes out there and he does a solid job, and, um, you know, they just go out there and play, man, play their game. I think they'll be just fine. So I, I just think that this is a good, you know, a good depth move. I think it's a good move for depth. That's all. John says, uh, I like the pickup. True find uh, used to be a pro bowler. Let's go. If anything, we can use the veteran help. Yeah. I mean, look, this is a veteran here. You know, like, is he the same person he was when he was in Atlanta when he, 
was playing pretty good out there. No. I mean, if he was, he'll still be in Atlanta. You know, it, I know teams don't just give up great players like that. It, it has to be like some type of situation that's going on, like the, the organization of player not getting along or something like that. Teams are not just willing to just give up great players. Even when that guy's a headache, like they try to work with the guy because of how talented he is. So in my humble opinion, like is he's not the same player, but he'll be able to give you production. Uh, Jerry said he'll check the replay out later. Okay, man. Yeah, do your thing, man. I see you say it's family time. Yeah, you know, like, man, spend time with your family, man. We we always going to be here. We There's always the replay. Uh, Slim Wall says, uh, I just hope we don't have any injuries and have P.J. outside getting roasted all day. Well, look, injuries going to come. Like, I'm not going to sit up here and pretend like injuries don't occur. That That is a position where guys get injured. Yeah, I mean, it is. But I've seen, you know, you have to wonder, like, how long? Like, can P.J. go out there and play a game for you? On outside, we've seen it done before. But would I want to see PJ out there consistently Sunday after Sunday? Absolutely not. And um, I don't think the Saints want to see that either. Uh, uh, Kellen says, "Tell them like it is." I agree with you one hundred percent. Same fool saying that about Michael Thomas. Yeah, you know, like they they just want a bunch of choir boys on his team, and any any problems that they feel like the Saints have, oh, let's just get rid of them. And you say stuff like that because once again. You're a prisoner of the Saints' success. So you think that anybody can do what these guys are doing. You think if the Saints was to get rid of Alvin Kamara, they can find another Alvin Kamara. You think that if they they get rid of uh, Michael Thomas, they'll find another Michael Thomas. Like, there are all these different things that you're actually seeing. Like like I said, you're, you're a prisoner of the Saints' success. You're a prisoner of the Saints' system. You're a prisoner of uh, watching these these guys and just thinking that, oh, this is about the system and it's not about the guys. Man, these guys are special. These guys are special. They're unique, and there's a reason why these guys get to play on Sunday for this team. It is hard to play for the New Orleans Saints, especially on the offensive side of the ball, especially being a wide receiver. So that's why one of the main reasons when I talk to folks, when they talk about signing wide receivers, I'm like, well, they probably ain't going to play for the next couple weeks. I mean, it, it... if the Saints don't sign a wide receiver in the offseason, nine times out of ten, that wide receiver is not going to play the first game of the season. He's not. The Saints don't have that type of system. The Saints don't have a system like that. Like, the system is complex. They got a lot of moving parts. And if a guy doesn't know where he is, he doesn't know the, aud- the audibles, he don't know where to block, he's not going to hit the field. It's just not going to happen. It, it's not. It, it, it is not going to happen. The Saints don't have that type of system. The Saints don't have the type of system where a guy can come out the street and play on Sunday on the offensive side of the ball. It's too complex. It's too complex, man. I mean, I'm just being real. Uh, Scott, thank you very much for the $20. I appreciate that. And thank you for being a supporter, my friend. Thank you. Thank you for that. Um, Stroll down a little bit more here. Let's go with Wesley. Wesley says, I like the pickup uh, that uh, they just added veteran leadership in that backfield uh with the new guys yeah you know like i I like it you know you need a combination of of veterans and young guys you know gabe says y'all trading ian book uh no ian book is not going anywhere probably most likely the practice squad or you know he might be able to compete for that backup quarterback uh position which leads me to my next point thank you gabe um 
you know, Taysom Hill. Uh, Sean Payton came out and said Taysom Hill uh, will not uh, have his traditional backup quarterback role uh, in game time situations. Um, you know, this, he will not go into the game as a backup. And this doesn't surprise me at all. We we talked about this on several occasions here on the State of the Saints podcast when we talk about being, uh, you know, the third string quarterback on the Saints team. Like the Saints are very unique. Like if you're a third string quarterback, nine times out of 10, you have a strong chance of playing in a football game because of Taysom Hill and a way that the Saints don't want to, uh, you know, lose the scheme that they had going into the game with Taysom Hill being utilized in the offense. So I'm pretty sure, you know what I'm saying, it's going to be somebody like, you know, Trevor Simeon, uh, a guy that's a veteran, and they're probably going to not, you know, probably have Ian Book probably on the practice squad, you know, probably to start the season because of, you know, Trevor Simeon being a, a, a you know, a, a veteran. And Sean Payton really does like those veteran quarterbacks. He's not uh, so quick to put a rookie out there on the field to be able to be a backup. He wants them to sit back and learn. And I think it'll be helpful for Ian Book. You know, I think Ian Book, uh, you, you don't want to you mess with his confidence, you know, if he goes out there too early and makes some mistakes. So you don't want to see that. So, you know, have somebody like Trevor Simeon, a veteran that can come in and, uh, you know, play as a backup. You know, the Saints signed Trevor Simeon, if I'm not mistaken, they re-signed him again, which they said they were going to do. And, um, you know, I just think that it's a good move and it does not surprise me at all. Uh, being a third string quarterback on the Saints team is like being a, a second string quarterback in, in a, a game time situation. Uh, thank you very much for the $10 says based on what I see in the games we play with our breeze. I honestly think we can win the game, but I want a clear idea of what you think will happen on sun, uh, Sunday's game. Uh, what I think will happen in Sunday's game. Uh, I think that is going to be a, 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 a tough game because Look, the thing about the Green Bay Packers, the Green Bay Packers are an opportunistic team. You know, they they take advantage of the opportunities that are presented to them. You know, so if you have a quarterback like Aaron Rodgers, and that's that's what happened last time with the Saints. You know, the Saints lost because they made too many mistakes. If you go out there, you make too many mistakes, you're going to lose. You know, it, it was almost like deja vu all over again, uh, you know, in the playoff game, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers capitalized on the Saints' mistakes, and that's what the decided factor was. The Green Bay Packers did the same thing. You know, when Taysom Hill fumbled the football, the Saints were going to go down there, you know, and drive and probably go for a go-ahead touchdown. But when you give Aaron Rodgers midfield, of course he's going to go down that field and, and, and score on you. I mean, he's a, he's a magician with that football. So as long as the Saints don't make mistakes – Ball security is key. Uh, making them the right reads, taking what the defense give them, I think they'll be just fine. And um, I think they're going to be ready this time around. I'm pretty sure they've seen that that you know that dump off to Alvin Kamara, you know, a million gazillion times. So you know they're going to try to neutralize him. But you know, I just think if they go out there, they limit the mistakes. Um, I think they'll be just fine. You know, I, I think this is going to be one of those games where probably going to be. You know, probably going to be a, a pretty high-scoring game. You know, I, I really think so. And I don't think it has anything to do with the defenses. I mean, you got to look at who you're playing. You know, some quarterbacks, no matter what type of defense you play, no matter how good your defense is, they'll be able to dissect that and make it work. But the only thing I would say is, you know, if they can get pressure on Aaron Rodgers, then it probably won't be a low-scoring game, okay? 
if they don't, then it will be because Aaron Rodgers is a guy you can easily uh, frustrate. Like if he knows he's going to get hit and he keep getting hit, he's going to get frustrated and he's not, he's going to become disinterested. (laughs) He's going to start throwing that ball everywhere and he ain't going to care about the ramifications of it. You know, that's the way Aaron Rodgers work. Aaron Rodgers is a great quarterback, but he got a little deep in him, you know, like, he don't want to get hit and he feel like he going to get hit. Like he starts to pout a little bit and it, you can tell in, in his, in some of his throws. So if they can, if they can frustrate him, get pressure on him, it can be an easy game for him because that's just the way that he works. But if they, you know, they limit the turnovers, I think they will be just fine. But if they don't get pressure on him, it's going to be a high scoring game. So make sure you have your heart medication, your blood pressure pills right next to you. Uh, what up, TJ? I'm late to the party because I'm doing an uh, in-home mural at the moment, but I like this signing. Uh, still say we uh, got to get Dre Kirkpatrick. Well, I mean, still could possibly get him. Uh, thank you, King Arthur. Yeah, you still can possibly get him. There's still a, a a chance that you can get somebody, you know, that's a, as a seasoned veteran. You know, you never know. Uh, let's go to Steve. Steve says when Jam uh, is uh, fall, when Jameis fall flat on his face, the narrative will be uh, Peyton is a product of. Well, nah, I don't think, look, I don't think that Jameis is going to fall flat on his face. I think Jameis is in a better situation than he was with y'all, Steve. And this is no disrespect at all. I mean, I'm just being real. You know, y'all were not a good football team. Y'all, y'all, you all won the Super Bowl last season, but don't get it twisted. You are not a good football team. And even if you're of the biggest Tampa Bay Buccaneers fan in the whole wide world, you have to admit you all were not a good football team. Good football teams don't change around their front office the way they have. Good football teams don't go through coaches like you go through your underwear or sock drawer. You know what I'm saying? You, you don't do that, right? You know what I'm saying? So the way that I look at it is this. Um, I think that uh, he is he has gone to a really good football team, a really uh, good organization, and Sean Payton is going to do everything that he can in order for Jameis to succeed. Jameis is in the best spot that he probably ever been in his entire life. Seriously, like even in college, he's in a better situation he's ever been in his entire football career, in my opinion, because Sean Payton has that type of has that type of knowledge, man, and he is going to help Jameis Winston and. It's up to Jameis, you know, it's up to Jameis to be the type of quarterback that he can be. It's up to him. Like if he wants to go out there and be and play savior football, you know what I'm saying? He's probably not going to, to pan out. But if he goes out there and he, you know, he checks it down, takes what the defense give him, uh, you know, allow Cam Jordan in the defense if, if it ain't working on that offensive drive to, you know, punt the ball and give him back the football. Have at it, you know what I'm saying? Like he'll he'll be just fine. But you know, I, I it, look hindsight is 2020. You know, like it's easy for us to talk and beat on our chest when we at the top, and you know what I'm saying. When we have players that we used to have, say, "Oh, you should have stayed here." You know, you, it's easy for us to say that, but we have to speak reality here. You know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers sucked for a long time, right? And and you all basically had manna rain down from heaven, so to speak when Tom Brady wanted to play in hot conditions and and it worked out for y'all, you know what I'm saying? With a veteran winning quarterback alongside a young, hungry defense, you all got the job done, but let's not pretend like this has been a good football team for a long time. I mean, I just think you're playing yourself. If if you, if you're saying that, 
And, you know, and I, I don't feel like it's just sour grapes. It's not. You know, you all won the Super Bowl. It's nothing I can say or do about that. I'm not even mad. I mean, it's a brand new season. All I'm saying is the the organization was not very good when Jameis Winston was the first pick overall. What did I just say? The first pick overall, which means that at that time, you were the worst franchise in football. Uh, my 37th birthday is tomorrow. Uh, all I want is a Saints victory on Sunday. Uh, simple as day. Well, Kai, uh, happy early birthday to you, man. It's a blessing to, to see another uh, birthday. You know, so many people don't get opportunity to, you know, see another year. You know, man, just looking at uh, that, that situation with uh, Michael K. Williams, which was, you know, awful. Now, some of y'all probably know I'm talking about the actor. I mean, you got so many other people out here, man, losing their lives to all these different, you know, you know, diseases and, you know, cancer and, you know, COVID. And, and it just, you know, a lot of people don't get that blessing, man. So when you wake up in the morning and you see a new day, man, it's a blessing. And you can see another birthday. That's an even bigger blessing. Uh, Dennis says, no matter who we draft or sign, where our fans will cry, whine, complain, et cetera, man, we are in great shape considering the cap hell we were in. Let's go. Yeah, Dennis. Uh, look, I'm gonna say this because I don't want to sound, I don't want to seem like I'm a hypocrite. When the say sign Peyton Turner, well, not sign him, but draft Peyton Turner, I, I would, you know what I'm saying? I was upset, but I wasn't upset at Peyton Turner, the player. I was just so hyped up. Like, that's why, like, after after this season, I am no longer getting myself invested in no more positions. None. If the Saints say they need this, I'm still, I'm just going to sit back and I'm be like, okay, okay, I'm going to give it the old golf clap because I got myself hyped up for Jordan Love uh, a year before and they got Cesar Ruiz. Then I'm thinking they're going to get somebody like Greg Newsome or Sante Samuel Jr. And it didn't pan out. They didn't get either one of those guys. So that was the reason why I was upset because I got myself all hyped up. But as far as like them selecting players that, that benefit the organization, Oh, oh man, I'm all for it because the Saints do a really good job. Jeff Ireland, who uh, is the head of scouting, does a really good job going out there, doing his due diligence to find the right guys, okay? It's never because I don't feel like the guy going to pan out. It's just like I just get so emotionally invested in who I feel they need to go after because that's what I've been hearing all offseason leading up to the draft. But some people just feel like it is not going to happen before the product even hit the field like oh he gonna suck just because he went to this school like man cut the national sports rhetoric off the tv please you know what i'm saying like stop letting these people psych you up and make you believe all these different things man like i don't buy into none of that stuff that they're talking about man i, I really don't some people will give you the real deal, but they got a lot of people out here that just acting, trying to get these ratings. And as soon as some of you understand that, as soon as some of you believe that, then your life will be so much better. Okay. Some people just like my biggest problem. And I said this at the beginning of the show, people killing an idea before they even see it happening. Look, man, I don't need that negativity. You know what I'm saying? Like if, if I'm, I'm telling somebody, okay, man, look, this is what we about to do. Okay, we're going to move this equipment. I see you see this poly equipment over here, right? These shovels, these rakes and all this, this farm stuff right here. We're going to move this out of the, out the middle of the field and we're going to move it to the barn. 
I need somebody that's gonna say, man, yeah, man, let's do this, man. I don't need somebody. Oh, it's hot, man. I ain't got my hat, man. What a what a handkerchief at? Man, I ain't trying to hear that noise, man. I don't need that type of negativity. I need somebody that's gonna be like, man, yeah, let's go. And some of you, man, are just so doggone negative about a lot of these situations, man. There are some situations that just don't make sense, that just wouldn't be a good fit. I get it. But some of you talking about the dude's production and how they're going to play before they even play in a uniform. I, I don't understand that. I don't understand how we got Miss Cleo and Nostradamus as Saints fans because some of y'all know what's going to happen before it do. Okay. I mean, they need to call y'all now for y'all free for they free reading, right? Because man, my goodness, some of y'all, some of y'all know better than the coaching staff. I, you know, what I'm saying, I look, the coaching staff know way more than we do. You can say whatever you want. You can sit there and armchair quarterback it. You can armchair GM it. We don't see these guys on a consistent basis. We don't see these guys coming into the facility. We don't know if they late on time. Come on, man, this is a job. We don't know what these dudes are bringing to the table. We don't know how these dudes are, are in these meetings. We don't know how it is when these dudes are reading these playbooks. We don't know any of these things that these, these coaches see on a consistent basis. All we see is, man, they need to get this dude. Man, they need to try this dude. Like, come on, man. Like, if they say that this person is the best fit, do you think these guys want to fail? No. <laughs> they want to win. Their job is on the line. So I don't think it has anything to do with, you know, them not wanting to use a guy. But I don't blame Sean Payton. Sean Payton is not going to use a guy just because he just so happened to be on the roster. I mean, that that's pretty doggone good to me. That means that if a guy is not panning out, he's going to find somebody that will. And if some coaches actually did that, they'll probably be more successful. Ronson says, uh, whoa, whoa, now. <laughs> what's up tj the host of the state of the saints podcast um i'm late but i'm here you heard me who that bronson appreciate that man that was a lot of new orleans right there <laughs> in one statement whoa now is that tj the host of the state of the saints podcast i'm late but i'm here you heard me <laughs> Shout out to bronson. i felt like i felt like i was at Carver high school with that statement man Shout out to bronson. Eugene says uh, these are the same fans who must have been mad about the Saints uh, signing Jackrabbit. Giants released him due to a misguided comment. Yeah. And how did that pan out? Man, I was excited. Yeah, man, some of y'all know, man, look, some of y'all been, y'all, y'all can go back into the archives. When people used to get mad at me, people used to get mad at me when I was like, man, the Saints need to sign him. Do the Saints need to sign him? And I'd be like, nah, nah. And Janora Jenkins was one of those guys that they kind of fell into, you know what I'm saying, into that category. And I was like, hell yeah. You know what I mean? Like, that was, I was like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because he's a really good player. And sometimes, like, we forget how good players are because they go to organizations that aren't very good. And those are the type of players that I feel sorry for. Like, people like A.J. Green. Like, A.J. Green has been such a good wide receiver in the league for a very long time. But he just is very underrated because he played for the Bengals. You know what I'm saying? The Bengals had playoff success, yeah, but we knew when it came for the playoff, Marvin Lewis won't deliver the goods. I mean, that was kind of like the, the the whole narrative of him. If he would have got over the hump, everybody would have been shot. But A.J. Green going to the Cardinals, 
going to an organization with some promise, you know, like you, you're happy for those type of guys, you know, but sometimes those guys get lost in the shuffle and you forget how good those guys really are when they play for bad teams. Uh, VB uh, says, uh, what makes it even more special, TJ, is that the Saints have the most undrafted free agents on their squad, 14 guys passed over by 31 other teams. Yeah, and that's another reason why we shouldn't doubt this coaching staff or this team. Is because when you can get undrafted free agents and get that production out of them, what did VB just say? 31 other teams passed up on these guys, and the Saints saying these guys are good enough to hit the field. That's special. Uh, Rose says, uh, just know the disrespect is real out on the Saints. So that's when you hit them in the mouth and show them why they are uh, to be respected. Yeah, that's true. You know, look, I'm not buying into all that. Okay, you got to make a believe out of them. You know, like let them talk. Let them talk about the Cowboys and the Giants and what's going on with Belichick and Mac Jones. Let that let that talk and let them talk. Let them talk. Yo, and fly under the radar and win football games. Look how it took Emmanuel Sanders to get the system. Look how long it took Emmanuel Sanders to get the system down. Yeah, that's a seasoned veteran right there. And he talked about it. He said, man, usually teams have about seven or eight different, you know what I'm saying, line changes. The Saints have 14 to 15. Think about that. That Seven to eight in most uh, offenses, in offenses. Fifth, Saints got 14 to 15. I'm telling y'all, man, when it's not that I don't think that the wide receivers that people are talking about are not good. What I'm saying is that it is a hard system to learn, and it's not one of those systems where you can just come in off the street and play. That it, it don't work like that. Defensively, it's a little bit different because if you know certain defensive packages, they can line you up in that and they can just tell you like, man, guard him right here. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, like we running man, we running zone. Like here's your man right here. That's the reason why, like, I think the same sign traded for Eli Apple. And I think he played that game the next week against Minnesota is because like, if you know, def- okay, if you playing man coverage, okay, we playing man coverage. All you know is I'm on this guy right here. Right. So you can play right away. You know, so it's different. But when you're talking about audibles and changes and shifts and blocks and all that kind, man, nah, bro, you can't start, man. Man, I think Traquan Smith said this. He said, man, the Saints' offensive playbook look like the yellow pages. So think about that, man. You got like I want y'all to understand this. Drew Brees, <laughs> who been with the Saints for 15 years, says the Saints have played that he forgot about. This guy been for 15 years, man. Uh, do you think Johnson start at tight end week one? I don't know if he'll start, but he definitely going to get some playing time. He definitely going to get some playing time. Yeah, you, you're going to see him quite a bit. Would not surprise me if Jawan Johnson be one of those like sneaky guys in, in fantasy football that somebody might need to pick up and might be able to give him some points. So many people sound scared and we haven't played one game yet. The Saints uh, are a complete team. Yeah, DJ. I mean, they are a complete team. They're a complete team because you you have leadership from the top to the bottom. And that's a recipe for success. That's a recipe for success. Uh, but we need to go ahead and pay some bills right now. Want to thank the fine folks at Manscaped.com, the official sponsor of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much uh, for all that they do, showing your boy love, showing the State of the Saints podcast love. And it, they can show you love 
If you go to manscaped.com, use the promo code State of Saints. That's all one word, all lowercase letters, and you will be able to save 20% off of your purchase. And also, want to thank the fine folks at my bookie. It says, uh, do you like easy money? Thanks to my bookie and their lock of the season. If either team scores in the NFL season opener, you win. Now, if you didn't know, a game hasn't ended zero to zero since World War II. So this is a sure bet. Head to mybookie.ag, select the lock of the season. And if any team scores between the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you win. Once again, mybookie.ag. The best bet that you can make is the one that you know that you won't lose. My bookie is also playing host to several exclusive contests, including their $100,000 super contest, and it's only $10 to enter. They're big money on the line. This there's big money on the line this season, so you don't you don't want to miss this. Get in the game and join now. So head over to mybookie.com and use the promo code SOS. So you can use SOS, mybookie.ag. Use the promo code SOS. All right, brother, back to the comments. Now that we paid these bills. <laughs> uh, in fact, uh, let me see. In fact, with Adam Hurt, he might start. I guess we're talking about Jawan Johnson. Yeah, I mean, there's a chance that he, there's a chance that he, uh, you know, that he might start. There's a chance he might start. I mean, look, dude had a really good preseason, and he's really embraced that tight end role. And uh, you know, I mean, if he embrace, if he fully embraces it, he can really be a good tight end and make a lot of money. You know, like make a lot of money doing it. Uh, no, y'all don't know football. I watch every Bucks game. Y'all don't. So you uh got to watch the context of the game, and you will see Jameis would hold on to the ball, and his decision making is trash. Look, all I know is this: you can talk about him holding on to the football all along. But what does that have to do with you not y'all not being a really good football team? That, that's all I'm saying. He's saying no, not knowing football. Nah, it ain't got nothing to do with knowing football. Look, a blind man can see that if a team misses the playoffs since 2007 before last season, they're not a good football team. A blind man can see if a team is picking in the top five, in the top ten, out of the what about five or six times out of the last. You know, 10 years, like they can they can say that they're not a good football team. You can talk about Jameis all you want to. You can talk about him holding on to the football all you want to. But the, the fact remains the same. Teams, players, you know, it, it depends on schemes. Y'all have a lot of guys. And, and, and I'm just going to be real. And you can believe it or not. But when a team is trash, when a team is not good, and you have a head coach that comes into there, they automatically come in with an ego. They come in with an ego, like, you know what I'm saying? Y'all were trash before I got here. So this is what we need to do in order to make it work. And you have these coaches that come in because a lot of you, you know, y'all get offensive-minded coaches because y'all want to throw the football all over the place. You sign guys with a huge ego and like a guy like Bruce Arians, you know what I'm saying? Or you get yourself a guy that's kind of a lame duck and dirt cutter. And y'all want to throw the football all over the place. And but y'all want the guy to run the system. And instead of you looking and focusing on a guy's strengths, you focus on what that guy needs to do in order to be successful. 
not what that guy can do to be successful. See, that's the difference between the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints are going to do what they need to do to be successful. Tampa Bay is going to do what they want to do. You know what I'm saying? They feel like that's going to be successful. And I don't feel bad about this because let's see what what doing what Bruce Arians needed them to do had cost them. They almost, you know what I'm saying, was looking like a bad football team. Uh, you know, Tom Brady was on his way to throwing 20 interceptions until after week nine. Somebody came in that boy front office and said, hey, man, look here, check this out, peep, peep game. We need to change up this offensive playbook or, you know what I'm saying, we're not going to get where we need to be. And that's when they start implementing these New England Patriots type uh, offensive game plans. That's when they start checking the ball down and, and throwing and screen plays. I promise you, I haven't watched – I mean, I've been watching Tampa Bay football for a good little minute. I ain't never seen them many check downs and screen plays in my life. Everything was, was seven-step drop, five-step drop, you know what I'm saying, bombs away. So you don't even have to be the smartest man in the world. And you don't even have to follow Tampa Bay football to know they were not a good football team, you know, when they got Jameis Winston. And good football teams do not change coaches on multiple occasions over the last decade. I think y'all what y'all change. I want to say four times, right? Because when Greg Schiano, Greg Schiano, around 2010, was y'all head coach. Then y'all got Lovey. Then Lovey from Dirk Cutter. And then from Dirk Cutter, you got Bruce Arians. And out of all that whole time, Sean Payton has remained. So if we talking about good football teams, man, let, let's just be real. People like, look, you can put lipstick on a pig, but it's still a pig. You can, you can put a Lombardi in your case, but that don't still tell the whole story. That's just what it is. I, I'm, I'm sorry, folks. I, I, I'm sorry. You can do, you can say whatever you want. You can do whatever you want. You can say whatever narrative you want to say about, uh, you know, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and, and what Jameis did but they did not put that dude in the best position to succeed. They did not. And the only reason why Tom Brady got away with that is because he was Tom Brady. If that was, if that was Gardner Minshew coming in that office, if that was hell, Nick Foles coming in that office, it may any other quarterback outside of Tom Brady trust and believe that they would not have gotten that type of response. If, if Jameis Winston would have walked up in Bruce Arians' office and said, this ain't working out for me, guess what? Bruce Arians had the type of ego where he would try to probably have Ryan Fitzpatrick to, uh, to back up for the entire season. I mean, the starter for the entire season. Some people come in with cachets, with, with enough cachet to be able to change the minds of the masses. Tom Brady fits into that mode. Six Super Bowls upon winning his seventh with Tampa Bay? Are you crazy? Why wouldn't you want to listen to that guy? But come on, man. Like, it's so easy. Like, you know, it's like it's like that person, you know what I'm saying, that falls butt backwards into money, right? You know what I'm saying? It's like somebody falls butt backwards into money, right? And they become rich and successful. Or they, come, they become rich. And all of a sudden, they're giving, making all these books about get rich like me or find success like me. Or, you know what I'm saying? The reason, like, they want to sit up there and point to people's imperfections and all that kind of stuff like you ain't talking man like you just just so happen to be fortunate enough to be in this position 
You know what I'm saying? Maybe you won the lottery. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. Maybe some a, a family member passed away and left you everything they had. That that's the that's how Tampa Bay sound like talking to me. Yeah, and, and like I said, it has nothing to do with the Super Bowl. Yeah, like they won the Super Bowl, but hell, they can't like as a as a fan base, they can't tell me nothing about how to win. They can't not consistently. Anybody can win a Super Bowl once. We won. You know, what I'm they have, ain't been back what 11, 12 years. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot of teams that won one Super Bowl. You know what I'm saying? You got plenty of teams that win a Super Bowl, get hot. You know what I'm saying? Like, start off bad, end up hot, win a Super Bowl. Look at the New York Giants back in the day. Beat the undefeated Patriots. If they played that game, if they played that game best of seven series, the Patriots beating them boys. Anybody can beat anybody. But don't try to sit up here and tell me, oh, man, that, that, that like, nah, bro. Y'all cannot talk. They they can't like give me multiple years of success, give me decade at least a decade of success before you can start talking about oh this is what we need to do to win. Anybody can fall butt backwards into prosperity. They can't. I I don't feel bad saying it. It ain't sour grapes. I ain't jealous. It's just what it is. Like don't don't tell me how to make a million dollars if your aunt passed away and gave you everything, or you just so happen to be in a store and say. Let me get let me get that uh that mega millions, you know what I'm saying, with the mega player. Don't don't tell me that. You you can't tell me how to win. What makes me annoyed is when the Saints fan uh Saints win a game instead of giving them credit, they talk about the other team saying what happened. Yeah, that's that's kind of how it works. That's kind of how it works, man. Like they they just talk about it and you know in passing. Like uh yeah they won, but it's not because of them is what the team didn't do is the other team put this in perspective sean payton uh been the coach of the saints for 15 years how many different bums did winston get uh at tampa well look some people say oh man you got this type of talent you got that type of talent look if you don't have the right coach if you don't have the right system you don't have the right scheme you ain't going nowhere don't believe me check this out Cleveland Browns, even though, you know what I'm saying, they were this close, this freaking close from beating the Kansas City Chiefs. They almost beat them, okay, until Chad Henne decided to be Michael Vick. But earlier in that season, they had Njoku, they had Landry, they had Beckham, you know what I'm saying? They had all these different guys, you know what I'm saying, on this team. I want to say Donovan Peoples-Jones, they had all these different guys on the team. Great good wide receivers baker mayfield did not have the same type of chemistry and this is odell beckham that we're talking about and they were losing games because he was forcing he had to force himself to throw the ball to odell beckham jr because the chemistry was not there was not there but you know what i'm saying what happened kevin stefanski took baker into his office say man look check this out this is how we're going to change some things up this is how we what we're going to do after Odell Beckham ended up tearing his ACL, unfortunately. And he became a completely different quarterback. Completely different. Sometimes when it comes to schemes, if you don't have the right scheme, no matter how good your talent is, no matter how good they are, it is not going to pan out. Period. So if you don't have the right coach calling the right plays, if you don't have the coach doing the right things for the team, 
telling the quarterback what to look at, what what he needs to be focused on. And if you don't have that quarterback with the knowledge to do that, alongside, you know what I'm saying, like the, the, the coach coming in and saying, look, you know what I'm saying, this ain't working for you, I can tell, so we're going to change it up. That's what that's the role of a good coach. That's the role of a good coach. Like, man, nah. It's not always about the talent. It's not always about who you, who they throwing the ball to. It's not always about that. I mean, I look at Hollywood Brown. Like Hollywood Brown out there in Baltimore, he, he a really good wide receiver. Yet the the system uh, that John Harbaugh has, it, it's not working in his favor. Y'all saying they just signed Mark Andrews, the tight end, to a big deal. I mean, a lot of the stuff that Lamar Jackson was doing, I mean, he was utilizing both of his tight ends, more so than throwing the ball downfield to Hollywood Brown. Does that make Hollywood Brown a bad a wide receiver? No. Would, I'm pretty sure Hollywood Brown would like to catch more touchdowns and, and get more yards. But the system does not work out for him. So you have to put the right system in place for a quarterback to succeed, and you have to understand the type of quarterback that you have and if you don't, then it's going to be a problem. Uh, facts, don't worry. When I win the lottery, I won't be saying anything. <laughs> so I don't want no Saint fans being mad when he throws at least 16. If he throws at least 16, then that's still half of what he threw. And we already had this conversation on the show. We already had this conversation. If he cuts, his, if he cuts the turnovers in half, the Saints still can be a playoff team. New flash. Just, you know, like just because you're not throwing single digit interceptions a season does not mean that, you know what I'm saying? Does not mean that your team is not going to make the playoffs. You know what I mean? That's just what it is. You know, like he might throw those many. You know who threw that many in, in, in many seasons? Drew Brees. Drew Brees threw 11, 12. I can remember Drew Brees throwing 18 one year. Saint so still making the playoffs. So, Hell, you know what I'm saying? Like, if he cut it in half, that's fine. T, man, I don't want to get into it. Next question. Uh, did you know that Tom Brady had a lot of turnovers too until uh, he said, let me run my style offense. It was Arian's offense that caused y'all to look bad. Thank you very much. I mean, look, go look at go look at the stats. Go look at Peyton Manning. Go look at Ben Roethlisberger. Go look at Carson Palmer. Uh, go look at Andrew Luck. Come on, man. Like, go look at those quarterbacks. Now, I'm just saying I'm not the smartest man in the room. But all I'm saying is under Bruce Arians, every last one of those guys, every last one of them had high, high volume interception, high number of interceptions, a huge number. Every last one of them I just named. So I'm just saying if under Bruce Arians, if you a 12 interception quarterback per year, you're going to be 24. If you're a 15 interception type guy, which Jameis Winston was, that was his average because everybody wants to talk about 30 for 30, but let's talk about his average. He averaged between about 14 to 15 interceptions per season, but that's because he was throwing a football a lot. It doubled with a uh, Bruce Arians. Now let, let's just be real about this, man. Bruce Arians, his whole he's so man he's so aggressive with his play calling that guys are going to get turnovers but of course he's a mad genius and everybody 
gonna look at Jameis Winston and say, "Oh man, he a turnover machine." But if you're calling, like, look, your job as a coach is to utilize the strengths of your players, and if you know that certain plays that you call, that he is most likely that it's going to be a turnover or he's going to force it in there, it's up to you to talk to that guy and 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 reel him back in. And if you don't, then it is what it is. That man, every single every single quarterback that was under Bruce Arians had a high number of interceptions. Every had one of them. Even Ty Brady. Ty Brady was what? Him and Carson Wentz was like the two that was about to lead the league in interceptions last season. So, man, I'm, I'm just man, I'm just being 100, man. Like I said, I'm look. This has absolutely nothing to do with their success, but it has everything to do with context. And we have to be careful at what we're actually saying here. We have to. It's like, you know, you're saying that a guy is so bad, right? No matter what the system is, no matter who the coach is, he can't change. Like how, why is it, it, it's always, it's never like that for, for, for football. It's never like that for football. Have y'all noticed that? Like, if a guy is not good on one team, therefore, like, he just has the moniker of not being good. Like, you don't see that in no other sport. Like, in, in, in some in some cases, like basketball, baseball, they'll be like, oh, man, just not a good fit. He's a good player. He needs to go somewhere else. You rarely ever hear that in football. If a guy, like, starts off, like, middle of the road, they have a coach, you know what I'm saying, that's not very good, they never give him the benefit of the doubt. Well, well, some some of them do. Like I, Sam Darnold is getting like un, like an unbelievable benefit. Like oh, he played for the Jets. Like come on, man. But I don't know if this man cut down. Like I'm saying it right now. If this man cut down on on the interceptions, he cut those interceptions in half. You gonna hear about Jameis Winston being in the MVP conversation because there's not many quarterbacks out there that can throw the football like that dude and, and has the, has the skill set and the ability that he possesses. So if this dude cut down on the interceptions, uh, I'm telling you right now, I bet you he's been an MVP conversation. Congrats to Tampa, but they act like Brady rings is theirs. I mean, look, I, uh, Cass, I, like, I'm not, I, I, I didn't do this show to like get into like about Tampa. I mean, look, you win a Super Bowl, you happy. You on cloud nine, right? You're until the season starts and until the next Super Bowl, you're the best team in football. I mean, you won a Super Bowl. I mean, look, I look, I would be happy too. I'll be acting a plum fool too. But like I said, I just think we need to just put this in context. You know, like they won a Super Bowl, but don't just because you won a Super Bowl don't mean like y'all can y'all or the analysts and the, the, the go-to guys for what your team need to do in order to find success. No, man, come on. No. You got you to gotta do this stuff consistently. And sometimes, man, those Super Bowls, those Super Bowl season when teams win Super Bowls, sometimes those other teams, man, uh, it don't tell a story because what they tell us is, you know, like, like Ricky Bobby, if you're not first, you're last. But you have a lot of teams out there that had a really good, successful football season, and it just didn't equate to – the Lombardi trophy, you know, but that don't mean that they're a bad football team. That's what they'll tell you. Like, Oh, this team doesn't get to the Super Bowl, So they're failures. Like, huh? How you win 13 
how you win 13 games, 12 games in a season, you're a failure. You may not get the ultimate goal, but you're not a failure of a football team. You're a good football team. And I bet your team still that finding success, looking at your team, trying to find ways that they can actually implement some of the things that you're doing to be successful. There's only one team that can win the Super Bowl every year. Not only high volume uh, interceptions, but sacks. They average 41 sacks in their first season. TJ, let the Saints speak for themselves on the field. People going to hate anyway. Look, I'm look. I'm not here. I'm not here to sit up here and be like one of them. You know, them, them you know, knowing fans, right? You know, some podcasts you go on and you be like, oh, man, they just singing and waving a pom pom of that team and. Like, you know, I, I try to talk about the Saints objectively. And I think that's one of the reasons why we uh, created, uh, you know, such a, a good podcast. But, you know, I, I just, me personally, you know, I'm, I'm kind of happy about this, though, Dayton, uh, Detrail. I'm, I'm really kind of excited and happy about this because that kind of alleviates the pressure on the team. So when they, when they, you know, if they were to become successful, nobody will see it coming except for the people that actually see it consistently. Uh, people keep pretending like Tampa didn't have uh, the most sacked uh, offense of all time. Well, look, it's not like, like I said, it's not about championships. It's about longevity. It's about sustained success. Like anybody can win a Super Bowl. Like I'm serious. Anybody can get on a hot run, go to the Super Bowl, a couple of little breaks, go your way. And it works out. Now, in a Super Bowl, they they took that. They they earned it. Any like you can hate them all you want to, they earned that Super Bowl. They dominated that game. But you have to have continual success if you're going to you're going to be talking. Like I'm serious. You gotta like if you're a Patriot fan, you telling me about winning. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. We talk about the deflated footballs and all that kind of stuff there, whatever. But they still have a good organization. If you came on here talking about that, okay, man, maybe they need to do this, that, and the third. Okay, maybe I'll listen. But a team that first playoff appearance since I was a junior at Jackson State University goes to the playoffs and just so happened to fall behind backwards into prosperity, it's hard for me to say what, what, you know, we need to do anything. It's hard for me to take advice from a team that is, you know, not known for winning that much. Winston threw for 300 yards, three touchdown passer rating of 110 and uh, outplayed uh, Rodgers uh, for the win. Uh, TJ, shout out, bro. Saints 01, thank you. I'm going to read a few more, man, then I'm going to go ahead and get up out of here. Uh, I appreciate everybody uh, for the love, uh, support. Let's see. Uh, I like talking facts, not talking all feelings. And that's that's it too, man. That's <laughs> that That's one thing. Like, we're so emotionally invested in our football teams, our basketball teams, baseball teams, hockey teams. We're so emotionally invested in it that it's almost like as if somebody's talking about our son or our daughter or our mom or our dad. You know, it's, it's kind of like that. And it's kind of hard for us to hear. And we get so frustrated that we're hearing this negativity that we just start blurting out things. You know, one thing, you know what I'm saying, that helped me out was – you know, me trying to listen to, you know, like, constructive criticism. Like, I never feel like I just got it all figured out. You know, I, I don't. At one time, I used to be that way. I'm telling y'all, man, I would not like to listen to criticism at all. But when I started to listen to it, it made me look at things a whole lot better. 
And you have people out here that just throwing stuff out here. Man, look what they did overall. Look what they did throughout their lifetime. I'm like, what's what's going on right now, man? What's going on right now? What do they need to fix? You know, like, just because they're not picking your team to win it all don't mean that you're not a good football team. Some of us get, you know what I'm saying, yelling and, and, and screaming and, you know what I'm saying, like, man, you like, look, if you have issues with your team and you see it and you understand that and you know they got issues with your team, why are you sitting up here going back and forth with somebody that telling you the obvious? Do you like to hear yourself yell and scream? You know, <laughs> I don't know. Like, you're wasting breath. You're wasting your time. Like, it ain't even worth it, man. Uh, let's see. Uh, you're right, TJ. Love when the Saints are slept on. Tell you the truth. That's why I'm excited about this season. Yeah, man. Let them, let them get slept on. I'm a bit concerned about the team this week. If you listen to the team and coaches' interviews, I think uh, the situation is taking a toll on them. Also, uh, two preseason games in the last two years. Well, I don't know if it's taking a toll on them, man. I mean, honestly, you know, you, you just finished practicing and stuff like that. You probably, you know what I'm saying, finished your second practice of the day. You, you know, now they got a microphone in your face. You're tired. You're ready to go home. You're ready to go lay down, chill. You know, I mean, sometimes that could, you know. And and also, man, you got to keep in mind too, Sam, you know, this this game week, man, people laser focused. You know what I'm saying? People dialed in. And it's a lot of stuff that they need to, you know, you know, cram into that brain, you know what I'm saying, in order for them to be able to have success uh, on Sunday. So I wouldn't look too much into that, you know. I mean, there's going to be a, a plethora of reasons. I think this team is going to be ready, Sam. I mean, you all the things the Saints have been through over the last couple of years, I mean, being ready would not be the reason why the Saints were to lose to the Green Bay Packers. It, it won't be. Like, I, I don't I don't believe that. I just don't. I think the Saints over-prepare in certain situations. That's why at the end of the day, like, they're always in the game towards the end, you know? Uh, why Jameis ball out? He going to show and prove everybody wrong. Let's see. And as Sam says, is Hill going to kick this week? Nah, I think they signed Rosas back, man. He signed him to the practice squad, which I'm pretty sure they're going to activate him off the practice squad. Um, and he's going to be the kicker. But I want to say thank you all for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. Really do appreciate it. Thank you all so much for, uh, you know, for all your comments, all the love. Here it is, folks. I mean, we only a few days away for the Saints week one matchup, man. And I'm excited about this week, man. This is going to be a very interesting season, a first season in 15 years without Drew Brees being a part of the roster. So many news stories, uh, so much stuff going on, and uh, I'm here for you, man. We're going to be talking about the New Orleans Saints. We're going to have pregame and postgame shows. Y'all know how we do it, man. For all the new folks, uh, every uh, every Sunday uh, after Saints game, so we go live. Uh, you know, we talk a little bit about the game. We take phone calls. We have post-game shows. We're going to be talking about the New Orleans Saints, the keys to victory. And if you have not already, please subscribe to the YouTube channel, youtube.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, make sure you check out manscaped.com. Use the promo code State of Saints. Also, check out mybookie.ag and use the promo code SOS. And uh, previous episodes are available on iTunes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. 
Facebook.com, search the State of the Saints podcast. And um, you can follow me on Twitter at T-J-A-Y Jones 8. And uh, I want to thank uh, the all the people at uh, Cash App uh, for working with the State of the Saints podcast for the month of September. If you want to donate to the State of the Saints podcast, uh, same way you can you know donate uh, through the show. You use dollar sign State of Saints. Uh, I will read your comments just like I would uh, read your comments uh, here in the in the chat. So thank you all so much. Hope everybody has a great, productive day, evening, night, whenever you're checking out this podcast. Like always, all I got to say is, who that?